Hello and welcome to the Media and Marketing Podcast sponsored by MWW. My name is John Reynolds, a host. Uh, today we are joined by John Sharp, who is the new European Chief Exec of VML YNR. Thanks very much for joining me, John. You're very welcome and congratulations on the job. Now, uh, the reason for the interview is that there's been a, a merger between two WPP agencies, YNR, which I think it's fair to say is a, a bit of an old school, maybe aristocratic, and perhaps arguably past its best advertising agency with the newer and funkier VML. Now, before we dig into the, the merger, uh, VML is kind of a bit of an unknown entity in the UK. Can you tell us a bit about its history, both in the US uh, and the UK, and some of its clients, perhaps? So hi, John. And of course, um, I think it would be entirely reasonable for certain people in the UK uh, advertising industry to, to have sometimes had the response VML who, yes. um, because although VML um, you know is a very very established agency globally and also a very very successful agency in the UK historically, its business has predominantly been on the platforms and experiences side of digital um, rather than perhaps the the content and campaign side of digital, which is you know of course traditionally been of more interest to the to the advertising and marketing press in the UK. Um, so. You know, globally, VML is number three on the Ad Age A list. Uh, it's been the entertainment agency of the year at Cannes Lions for the past two years. Yeah. It was the PR agency of the year um, at Cannes Lions in 2017. Um, and, you know, is a, as of this year, a top 10 uh, Cannes Lions agency globally. And as, you know, as James Murphy of, of Adam and Eve DDB was kind enough to point out in campaign last week, um, last year, VML globally won the same number of, of lions as, as Adam and Eve um, globally. So, you know, this is an agency of some considerable scale. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's over 3,000. It was, of course, as was, um, over 3,000 employees in, in over 30 locations globally. Um, and it's been incredibly successful. It's been around for about 26 years, and it's had 26 years of revenue growth. Um, and, and, I, yeah, and do we know, is it, is it a digital or is it still, still a creative agency, or does it tiptoe between the two, does it, I guess? Well, I think I think that that's kind of the interesting conversation, isn't it? I, I, many would have regra regarded VML as a digital agency. VML was actually formed, you know, in as a traditional advertising agency yeah. in Kansas City in that most tra traditional of ways. Sure. So, you know, three men putting the initial letter of their surname above a door and yeah. setting up an ad agency. I think what happened is unlike a lot of other traditional ad agencies at that juncture as kind of the dot-com boom happened and the digital yep. explosion happened, they owned the problem. So instead of you know forming an alliance or acquiring a specialist or setting up a, a distinct department or capability, um, VML has always been sort of, I think, propelled by this idea that, that John Cook, our global CEO, talks about a lot, which, mm. is, which is just this desire to be our client's most important partner. Okay. And that's not said with any arrogance, that's said with humility and desire, but it's mm. about saying if we're going to be their partner, we need to, to own the problems that they have. Mm. Um, and I think, obviously, the disruption mm. caused by digital mm. is clearly one of those. And I think mm. that's one of the things that's been really key to VML. So VML is a, it's a marketing agency in the broadest sense. It had, it had deep digital capability. Yeah. Uh, and I think now grafting that together with, as, as you mentioned, the venerable Y&R and all of Y&R's mm. you know, great skill and knowledge and experience in brand building and brand advertising, okay. um, that, we think, gives us a really, really exciting proposition to take to market. But VML, is, I mean, it's not a big name in the UK. I mean, why, why is that then? I mean, it's obviously a US agency. Is it bigger in, in Europe, but, but not in the, why is it not so big in the UK then? 
So the, um, VML is certainly a very, very large and established agency in the US. Um, a global growth has mm-hmm. actually um, outstripped um, uh, US growth mm-hmm. uh, in, in recent years. So that balance is, has been changing quite considerably. Um, you know, in the UK, as, as I mentioned before, I think it's to do with what you do. You okay. know, VML in London uh, has been a very successful agency for a number of years. It began yeah. as an acquisition of a digital agency called Good Technology or GT. Yeah. Um, and since then, it's it's done some really impressive work. Now, the fact that that work has been on platforms and experiences, okay. perhaps more than um, you know content and campaigns, I think is probably the reason it's, it's sort of slightly less well-known. But equally, I think one would argue that some of the biggest and most successful digital agencies in the UK, you know, whether that historically would have been a, you mm. know, a digitas or a, or a sapient, sure. um, you know, they don't tend to have got the column inches yeah. uh, to the extent of some of some of the advertising agencies because it's a sort of slightly separate but related industry. Okay, so that's great. So, so we're here to talk about the merger. So this is obviously a global merger. Uh, it's being billed as the first big strategic move by WPP new chief exec Mark Reed. Can you tell us how the merger came about and what your involvement was? Uh, I think I heard one argument that it was actually leaked out before WPP wanted it. Well, I think in this day and age, uh, many things uh, I, I think hit the press prior to informal, sorry, prior to formal announcement. Mm. So, I think I think ultimately, you know, most of those questions would be questions for for, for WPP mm-hmm. rather than myself. Um, you know, it's 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 a merger that I absolutely believe in, um, and I think you know, in terms of the timing of the announcement, clearly that was a decision for Mark Reed, and mm-hmm. clearly ultimately this is a decision taken by Mark Reed, um, although done in con- consultation clearly with some some senior execs on both the VML side and the YNR side. But I mean, when did you? Can you tell us when when you first knew about it? Presumably, you, you knew about it some time ago, then, did you? Or? Uh, no, I can't comment on timing. I mean, okay. clearly there have been many discussions for for for, for a long time and, and within WPP. I mean, you'll know that mm. you know Martin, before his departure from WPP, um, obviously had talked about um, very publicly a simplification agenda. There have also yeah. been key moves around the likes of you know WaveMaker and uh, and Super Union. So you know, I'm sure I'm sure everyone's been looking at many different options um, over time because ultimately this is about. You know, this merger for us is is client led. Mm. You know, and it's about us responding to the needs of our clients. And I think one of the really interesting things is that the client community for a long time uh, has perhaps bemoaned the lack of digital understanding in its brand agencies mm. and the lack of brand understanding in its digital agencies. Mm. So I think you know, trying to ensure that we can have a kind of you know a more diverse set of capabilities, but with a single interface for our clients to be able to access them. Mm. To me, makes complete sense. Um, mm. But in terms of you know the the absolute rationale behind that decision and the mm. timing of that decision, then that's something I'd have mm. to suggest you talk to Mark. About. Yeah, I mean, all all the indications from WPP are this could be well, as you said, there's been there's been mergers of uh, public relations agencies too, mm. so it could be the first of a uh, a number. And as you mentioned, CMOs wanting simplicity. I think Mark Reed has sort of hinted that creative agencies uh, need to up their game. But I mean, in terms of um, VML and YNR, you have been working with them for some time, have you? Or I mean, what, what's the why, why didn't VML merge with another creative agency? I mean, what, 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 why these two? Well, look, again, I mean, I mean, that's that's certainly a question for Mark rather rather than myself. I mean, I can give you a view of why I think this is a good fit. Yeah. Um, and I think 
you know, one thing I would say that from a, you know, a sort of, I suppose, a, an ex-VML perspective, you know, I do believe that, that, that VML is the kind of company that probably could manage a pretty successful merger with a variety of different partners because I think the kind of qualities that are really important mm. in a merger, which is a kind of combination of, of capability and humility, um, are absolutely sort of qualities that are true of VML. Um, you know, VML and YNR have historically mm-hmm. um, enjoyed a really strong relationship across, mm-hmm. you know, a large variety of shared clients for probably going on two decades, you know, as, as WPP stablemates, you know, the companies are co-located in certain sure. markets and, yeah, you, you know, there are certain obvious practical eases and efficiencies around that. But I think I think the biggest thing is the client point. You know, yeah. the fact that we both have worked together on Colgate Palmolive or Danone or Dell um, or Ford or Sanofi um, means that, you know, we know each other very well. We understand our complementary capabilities and we have a deep respect for one another. Yeah. Um, and, and for us, that's the reasons that, you know, Mark's decision makes complete sense on the ground. Okay. And I mean, just as a sort of a, um, a detached observer, obviously, in terms of revenues, Y&R is much bigger. I think it's triple the size as a VML. But if you look at all the, the top jobs, they all seem to have gone to, including yourself, to VML execs. Is that, I mean, I guess um, when you're merging two entities, uh, obviously you don't want too many chiefs, but wouldn't it have been uh, advisable, or, or maybe it is the case, for some of the, the Y&R top people to stay within the merge entity too? Well, on the, on, on the revenue point, I don't think that is actually accurate. And I think we can provide you with those figures okay. um, because I think that the, the reality is much more balanced, actually, okay. um, which is important because, you, you know, from our mm-hmm. point of view, and I, I completely understand where you're coming from. And obviously, you know, there has been a certain, you know, sort of, uh, I suppose, a certain amount of comment in the press uh, that's been around that view. Now, I think I think the truth is actually, you know, particularly if, if we start with London, mm-hmm. um, Clearly, um, there are, you know, some members of the former YNR London leadership team are in discussions with WPP, you know, uh, about their roles, um, and I'm not party to, to those specific discussions. So this is um, but this but is Paul Lawson, Jonathan Burley, and David Patterson. So we, we don't know if they're leaving. They're, they're some, in dis- some members are in discussion with WPP okay. at the moment. That's all I can okay. comment on there. Um, I think the other important thing to acknowledge, though, that on a London basis, when I look at the combined management team we now have mm. um, across these two agencies. Um, we uh, have our chairman, Mark Rolfe, yeah. our chief financial officer, David Gladwell, our head of client engagement, Daniel Lipman, um, all of whom come from mm. the YNR London side of the business. And excitingly, I can exclusively reveal, um, <laughs> okay. just to make this really press-like, yes. um, that Sophie Lewis, right. um, who you may be aware was um, recently or had recently right. been appointed um, as the CSO of YNR, but had not joined the business yet, um, right. will in fact um, be uh, joining the business as of this morning um, to right. become the founding chief strategy officer of of VML YNR, which we're we're incredibly that is breaking news, John. It is. Yeah, I'm doing my best for you. <laughs> and so, uh, VML YNR. Does it have a? It doesn't have a UK chief exec at the moment, then, does it? Or you're going to appoint no, one? No, it doesn't. We have a managing director, um, Amanda Farmer, um, and I am currently, as well as partnering with with Andrew Dimitriou, who is um, the president of Europe, to looking at how we integrate our businesses across the region. Um, you know, both on the, the, the VML and the YNR side. Um, I'm also um, focusing um, a great deal on the London operation at the moment. 
So you are looking for a UK chief exec then? Uh, that's a decision we're going to make down the line with all staffing okay. decisions. I mean, I guess people, there will be people who um, listen to this podcast from both agencies. I mean, what assurance can you uh, give them that there won't be uh, job cuts? I mean, how many people in Europe does the combined business have now? I think it's something like, is it 7,000 globally, is it? Or Yeah, that's about, that, that, that's about right globally. Um, in terms of kind of giving reassurance, I mean, what we've tried to do with everyone is that we've tried to be as transparent as possible. Yeah. off with all of our staff as, as as you would expect and I think you know as all of the kind of global communication has said this integration is happening uh, at slightly different paces in different markets over the course of the fourth quarter with the plan that we are going to be fully operationally integrated sure. at, at the beginning of January 2019 so we are currently you know looking at the business in London at the shape of that business we don't anticipate um, any significant level um, of redundancies um, right. because we're talking about two successful um, businesses mm-hmm. um, that were being well run. Um, but obviously, we need to, you know, we can't give any guarantees to anyone right now. Um, and we've been pretty explicit about that. Um, what we can try and do is, uh, you know, work through that process as quickly as possible, but no quicker. Um, and make sure that we, you know, keep everyone updated along the way. Okay, and the name's quite unwieldy, isn't it? VML. <laughs> even struggle to say you, it quite now. Is, is that will, will that be truncated? Could, could, could that just become VML over time or not? Or? Are you suggesting, John, that a vowel might be helpful <laughs> somewhere along the line? But, I mean, is, could that be something you could look at? Do you think? Or that's, that, I guess that's not a, an immediate priority. I don't. I certainly don't think it is, and I don't believe there are any plans to look at it. I think the other thing is, is like there is always a little bit of shock of the new, and things seem unfamiliar when you haven't seen them before. So yeah. I think if we look at the industry, you know arguably AMV BBDO, I think probably has one more letter um, than us, and it doesn't seem to have been a terrible handicap to them. Okay, I mean, you, you referred there to two successful agencies. I mean, why in our London? I think it's, uh, I spoke to people who know far more about this than me, but said it's not been a force for 30 years. I mean, you, you're obviously chief exec there of London before. Do you think that was a, a successful tenure? Well, I mean, what evidence was it that your tenure was a success at why in our Well, I think when I took over at at Y&R London in 2016, uh, many people said to me that I had one of the most difficult jobs in in the UK ad industry. Um, In the preceding two years, and I think as you you suggest, um, RKCR Y&R, as was, um, had lost some major accounts, including Virgin Atlantic, Vodafone, Land Rover, and Lloyds Bank. And as a result of that, the agency had actually halved in size over that period. Um, So I think it's probably fair to say it was never going to be easy. Mm -hmm. Now, despite that, and I would absolutely uh, say with the support of many others and a really, really impressive team, uh, that team restructured the agency, returned it to growth and profitability. And I think most importantly, given that it's kind of the lifeblood of our business, notched up a number of really, really key new business wins, Mm -hmm. including Chanel, the Premier League, Lombard Odier, Tui, yeah. Pfizer, um, we won JD Williams, we won Centre Parks, um, and we won the much prized um, um, Department of Transport Think business, um, mm-hmm. which obviously had, had been at AMV for some time. So, um, you know, actually many of the key clients that, we, that we now have here in this, mm-hmm. in this business were, were won in that period. Now, of, of course, we lost M&S. Yeah. Um, in that period, which was which was hugely disappointing, sure. um, and we were utterly gutted. Um, and I think we were gutted not least because 
we honestly hand on how hand on heart felt, as I think many in the industry felt, was that the team at YNR who had um, you know developed that work over, over a long, long period, were, they were immensely proud of the effectiveness of that work. Mm. Um, and I think probably at that time the only consolation was the the fact that many in the industry did feel that decision not necessarily to be to be entirely fair or perhaps entirely where some of MS's problems were. But look, you know, we all know that churn is a fact of life mm. in agencies. The key, of course, is to is to replace business before you lose it, um, because there will always be some losses. But, you know, from my point of view, when I look at that, I, I think often with the YNR thing, it's interesting to hear your point that, that someone you spoke to said that YNR had, had struggled for, for 30 years mm-hmm. um, in London. I wouldn't agree with that at right. all. But I do think, um, you know, arguably, um, probably the past, you know, decade, um, there have been definitely some ups and downs, but from my point of view, and to, to, to return to your sort of direct mm-hmm. question about my time, um, you know, YNR London spent most of 2017 in the in the top three of the campaign New Business League because of many of those wins that that I mentioned. And I think, you know, we, we were able to kind of turn the business around. And ultimately, when you look at something, you have to go, mm. did you leave it in a better place than, than you mm. found it? Um, and I would absolutely say that the team that I was lucky enough to work with then um, and I did that. But you weren't there for long, were you? I mean, it was under, under two years. I mean, do you accept, too, that, that Paul Lawson, he's obviously had a bit of a, a tough gig, hasn't he? Because he hasn't really had a chance to uh, implement his, you know, his business plan, has he? It's, it's all come, you know, too quickly for him, really. What's happened, hasn't it? I guess that's all beyond his control, though. I, I think it is. And, 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 you know, I think I think Paul's obviously, you know, a, a, clearly a, a great guy and an experienced leader. And I think he, he'd, he'd been here nearly a year. Um, when the merger happened, and I think that's that, that's that's obviously, you know, challenging and, and and difficult. I can't comment any further on that, as you'll understand, because those discussions are, you know, between um, him, uh, some of his former colleagues, and WPP. Um, but I think, yeah, of course, one is not unaware of the fact that, you know, unfortunately, in these situations, um, some roles can be impacted, and that's never ideal and never what anyone wants on okay. a human level. Yeah, okay, so let's, you know, for the next six months, I mean, you say, I think this the merger wants to be bedded in and kind of fully operational by the start of next year. So there's, I mean, what's what's the, the most pressing um, concern for you at the moment? I mean, well, what's, how does that sort of manifest itself the next, the next four or five months then? So we're not, we're not hugely concerned. Um, it isn't a word I would use. No, I think, okay. I think, you know, we've, we've obviously had now uh, two weeks um, sure. to basically have a huge number of conversations. So, you know, we've talked to, most importantly, our clients, we've talked to our staff, um, we've talked to, you know, the intermediaries, we've talked to the press, you know, and we've talked to our peers in the industry. And I think largely uh, the feedback we've had has been incredibly positive. And I think I think if I was to sort of summate it into one sentence, it, it would just be, this makes sense. Mm. Um, and I think that is the most important thing, you know, beyond, uh, you know, the, the shock and, uh, and all the rest of it. It makes sense and it's incredibly exciting. And from our point of view, you know, and from WPP's point of view, ultimately this merger is, is client-led. You know, mm. we wouldn't be doing this if we mm. didn't believe it was in the best interest of our clients. And, you know, I mentioned to you earlier my kind of point about I think the fact that clients have bemoaned digital mm-hmm. agencies, lack of brand understanding and brand agencies, lack of digital understanding. And, and this is a merger that addresses that issue. It really sort of, for us, I suppose, we're, we're looking at it and saying, this allows us to partner with our clients on all aspects of their brand. Mm. So whether that's 
what a brand is mm-hmm. in terms of its strategy, its meaning, its purpose, what a brand says in terms of its content and its campaigns, mm-hmm. but also what a brand does in mm-hmm. terms of its platforms, its experiences, and its interfaces. And ultimately, the creation of VML1R makes us one of the most powerfully integrated you know, brand experience agencies in in our industry, and of course, it's an ever-evolving industry. Sure. And, you know, a number of your questions rightly have been about, well, what does this mean for for the kind of the future of the industry? Will there be more mergers and all the rest of it? But ultimately, I think, you know, arguably, one can say that our industry has had perhaps a more narrow definition of creativity mm. than perhaps it should to be a true partner to to CMOs who've now got you know an ever-expanding set of channels and interfaces to manage um, and that's what we're here to help them do and you've had universal buy-in from all clients vml y and r clients you're not expecting any change yeah, no, you're not expecting, there's no i mean it is quite a an upheaval isn't it for clients i guess but as you say yeah we've had an incredibly um positive response um which has been which has been great and of course you know we want to keep everyone focused on you know what really everyone's here to do which is you know we want probably like most people running agencies we want to create an agency where you know, people can come here and look back on and think, you know, that's where I did the best work of my life and that's where I had the most fun doing it. Okay. Um, and that ultimately is what it makes agencies successful and makes clients successful. And, and finally, last couple of questions. Can you just talk a bit about your relationship with John Cook, Chief Exec? He seems a bit of a force of nature. I mean, it's his... He's been chief exec for a number of years, hasn't he? But I mean, it's kind of, is it, although he wasn't one of the founders, is he? But it's kind of his baby in a way, isn't it? Yeah, perhaps his adopted baby. Um, he wasn't one of the founders, but he has been there a very long time. Um, someone once said to me that um, you can't out-humble John Cook. Uh, and I think, it's, <laughs> I think it's incredibly true. Uh, and uh, I am probably, it's fair to say, an unashamed fanboy of, uh, right. of John Cook, as I think, you know, the more... You meet people in, you know, certainly sort of the legacy VMLers and, uh, and many of the new people who've come together in, in VML Y&R. I think you'd find it very hard to find anyone who would have a bad word to say about John Cook because, you know, he has that combination of kind of, you know, humility and you know, strategic nous and also being a, a kind of great partner to the client. So um, he, he's, a, he's a great guy. Now, clearly, he's also my boss. So I probably should say that. Um, but you can probably tell that I'm... Um, I'm pretty sincere in my praise of him, and I think, um, yes, he deserves every every accolade. And I think, you know, uh, at the risk of being dumb enough to try and predict the future in our industry, I think he'll go on to do a fantastic job. Okay, right, John. Okay, that is fantastic. Thank you very much for joining me. Absolutely.